Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Welcome back to the fan midday show. James Boyd here with Jimmy Cooks. We're in the drive Hubler.com studio and we have a special guest. Very, very special. I don't know if he's feels that special, but he's so <laughs> modest. But we got uh Jason West here on the line. Coach West, um, how exciting is it? I talked to you a few weeks ago before Juju Brents joined the Colts. Maybe you were his good luck charm, but uh he's back here in Indy. How does that feel? <laughs> I'm just glad it all worked out. Um and that he got to go you know, so high up and in a place where, you know, uh, he grew up. I don't, I don't think you could uh, draw it up any better. So it's, uh, it's been great. I know when we talked, you had the nickname Bambi. I don't know if it changed to, to Bam Bam over the years because he kind of lays it down. And that's one thing that excited the, the Colts scouts and, and things like that. And um, what do you think he'll bring to the team as far as his mentality? I mean, every stop, everything I've read and heard, he brings it every day, and you don't have to worry too much about um, his character and, and how much he cares about, you know, getting better. No, you don't have to worry about that. Um, you know, I, I did. I, I don't know if you know if he remembers because it was when he was a freshman, <laughs> and he was just, you know, he was so slight. and But, he, he you know, you could tell that he was going to grow into, like we said, a big old buck and, and was going to wreck things when he got there. But, uh, you know, just to kind of – it was Saturday night, actually, and – we were at a derby party, a bunch of kids. They're all playing hoops out there. And it's kind of late, actually. It's like 10-something at night and, um, on a Saturday night. And, and they were all asking about Juju. So I said, well, I'll, let me let me FaceTime. Let's see if he answers. I know he's very busy. and You know, he's, he's working right now. So I call him. He picks up, like, you know, and all I see is this, you know, his flashing smile. And, and all of a sudden, the kids are all freaking out. Like, oh, man, it's Juju. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I said, what's up, baby? He's like, and guess what he was doing? He was watching film. Uh, you know, working, like I told you, a constant professional and had a lot of great things to say to those kids. And that's what Indianapolis is getting. You're getting a, a true professional that cares about kids, cares about where he came from, you know, works hard through the process. So, you know, I, I'm excited to, like, see where he goes and, and couldn't be more happy for him just since, he, you know, he's such a wonderful kid. Coach, how beneficial was it for the early development of Juju getting to go one-on-one for a time over at Warren with David Bell? Well, you know, practice, it's great. And we had a lot of – we were very lucky. We had a good perimeter uh, those couple of years uh, and defensive <laughs> backs and some receivers. So it, it was like that at every position everywhere. But uh, it's also the off-field. You, you only get to play about 20 hours a year if you count up. It's two hours a game. Say you get to play 10 games. And, you know, it, it, it's that's a small portion of what you do. But it was the training. It's the weight room. It's the off-season. It's the, it's the field work you do on your own. It's the – like you said, the practices. That's thousands of hours. And so he got thousands of hours a year with some of the best that, that came out of Indy from our school and other schools, from 7-on-7, seven seven, all the other things they did. So, you know, he was a he was real uh, fortunate also to have so many really great pieces around him that pushed him every single day. And our strength guy, Rob, you know, and we, we had a good weight room, and we'd, we'd be in there every day with him. And, and it was just uh, it was iron type of, you know, sharp as iron type of atmosphere and mentality. And, it, it, you know, it's really paid off for Dave and Juju and, a lot of other kids. We got playing all over the place in the country and uh, NFL, CFL. So it's really nice to see all that hard work come to fruition for all these young men. What do you think it does for the community? You touched on it a little bit, but 
for kids to see someone that was in their shoes at some point, you know, playing Indiana high school football, get to this level and, and, and be able to showcase it, I guess, every Sunday from now on at Lucas Oil. Oh, it's huge. You know, we're lucky enough to have the Indianapolis Colts in our city. Uh, I've talked about this before. We're so lucky to have them as an organization. Uh, we can't have it any better. I've been to all these places all around the country and all-star games and coach year stuff, and, and, and that's all great and well, but you talk to those other coaches, and they don't get a whole lot of, of that. I mean, we get to play in Lucas Oil. Uh, Mr. Ursay supports about a 1,000 different entities. They let us use the stadium, uh, youth league stuff. They do a lot of stuff, and so when you – you know, help grow your own crop of, of wonderful kids, and then they get to come back and, and, and realize their, their dreams. It's, uh, it's huge. You're paying it forward to the next, you know, group of kids that now have a dream that is attainable. Uh, it's not just a dream. So I think that's, that's great. They, they have that little piece that they can always look forward to. And that may not, not happen because it's difficult. It's a lottery ticket. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the hardest thing to do. But it is possible. And if you never give up on yourself and you stay the course and, 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 you know, you become an undeniable character and you have some pretty good genetic along the way, you'll, you know, you, you have a shot. And so that's, it's, it's a great message for all. Coach, I'm wondering if you could take us back. Obviously, you mentioned you just talked to Juju over the weekend, but the first conversation you had with him, maybe that was it, but the first conversation you had with him after being drafted. Well, we talked a lot, you know, the weeks leading up and, and during it and after. And, you know, he, uh, my message, you know, just to support him. You know, my thing is just enjoy the day. It's, you know, the draft as I can get up, have a nice breakfast, hydrate. It is going to be a long day. There's going to be a lot of people trying to talk to you. And you got to, you know, bring it and have great energy. And then you're going to go right to putting pads on and, you know, playbooks and, and reps and meeting your new teammates. It's just, it's a lot. People don't understand, you know, what's all on these young men's plates. As soon as they get drafted, they get shipped out to their new city, to their new place. They got to find a place to live. You know, they're, they're just trying to, sort through it all so i'm just trying to be there for him in that that realm if you need anything you need to talk need to you know chill i don't want to be one more thing on his his plate so um, my main thing is they know i, I love them till they kick dirt on me so whatever they need whatever <laughs> they need, i'm always here all you know for them that's awesome i mean i had a great time talking to him catching up with him it was pretty funny to see him at the draft uh, party, you know, right over in Westfield. And uh, I saw mm-hmm. Shane Steichen say in the video, hey, you could just drive right over. And honestly, Juju seems like the type of guy who probably would <laughs> had he been clear to do so. I guess the last thing I'll ask is, you know, when you see where he was a few years ago to where it is now, does it feel like it was all that long ago? Or did you, do you look up one day and like, oh, wow, like, yeah, that wasn't, um, you know, that wasn't a thing where it seemed, you know, to be so quick. It's warp speed. It seems like yesterday. And, I, you know, it's not funny thing. I missed the draft party because my son had a, a surgery that day, so I was heartbroken. But um, my son's hero, one of his, is, is Juju and David. And they talked to him when he's in fifth grade. He's going through a hard time with a couple teammates, actually. They weren't getting along and kind of, you know, that happens when you have a family. You don't get along all the time. And, and after weights one day, they said, you know, Juju sit there and talk to to Bo and for 20 oh, my own son he didn't have to do it he just did it. he goes yeah I got you coach and and he gave him a great message and ever since then you know Bo's always been his biggest fan and you know my own son so it's great that our extended family is all still family and that it just seems like yesterday that conversation happened and it goes so fast you know that's why some to enjoy each day because you never guaranteed much in, in life except that that opportunity of the day so um, he's just always positive always a good message deliver and you know, it's uh, like I said, he, he just grew up so fast. 
then every time I saw him, I swear he grew an inch or two. You know, when I was shrinking, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but he is, he is gigantic now and looks great, and um, he's going to be awesome. Coach, last thing on my end, uh, switching to the high school ranks, you're 16 for you overall. Uh, this is your third year now at Franklin Central. You're trying to build something Ooh. special there. Uh, what can we expect from the flashes? I know we still got months before the season starts, but I, I know that's on top of mind for you as well. Well, it's funny, funny enough, this, I, this perimeter reminds me of that 17-18 era that I had a warrant in, and um, they are a, a good group, and uh, they, they play well, they play hard, they're smart. You know, they're comp- they're, they show up every day and work. They don't miss an opportunity to get better. Um, so if we can get some line play, when you play, if you want to win a 6A ball or SEC or in a big, a big division, you got to have the box. And so we're getting real close there. Uh, so, you know, and we got to, you know, when you want to take on all these blue blood programs, Carmel Center Groves, Warren, Ben Davis, and the, uh, our conference is, you know, really, really, really matured. HSE and Fishers, and there's some really good football. Brownsburg, you know, Westfield, I can't. I'm missing a couple, but then Cathedral's in your class. So you don't really get a, a, a day off or a playoff in our coming out of Indianapolis. So you got to earn it every inch, you know, every day. And if, if you don't, you're, you're out. So, you, you know, you got you to take advantage of every opportunity you get, and you just got to grind. And you got to withstand the, the barrage of all these talented teams with great coaches. All these guys around here are good men and really great programs. So, it's, you know, it's an honor just to be, be in that realm and be mentioned with them and have the opportunity to play at the highest level we can you know produce around here in indianapolis it's just a great sports city well coach i always admire watching your teams throughout the process on the high school ranks and, and you might not remember this but uh it's my second year over as the voice at ron collie so i'll be talking to you august 25th and i'm looking forward to uh to the lead up to that matchup for sure coach oh can't wait there class program <laughs> and, uh, always a great game and it's been a rivalry around here for a long time yep. that I, i've learned so i'm real excited about that and uh, it'll be a lot of fun so i can't wait to catch up absolutely coach enjoy the rest of the school year enjoy your summer and we'll talk to you down the line okay yes sir will do thanks that is jason west head coach at franklin central longtime head coach at warren central lawrence central before that as well and head coach of juju brents and, and a couple other big names like david bell Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Jimmy Cook and James Boyd, Eddie Garrison guiding us through the afternoon here on the Fan Midday Show. Happy Monday to you. Colts rookie minicamp occurred this past weekend. J.J. Stankovitz was all over it. And J.J., that is where I want to dive. But first, I would be remiss if I didn't give you an opportunity to shout out not just your side of things, but the entire Colts social media department as with the next pick once again delivered throughout that process uh just take us through your reactions for, for from that series and, and what it's grown and developed into with all eyes on one of the most potentially important picks definitely of the chris ballard era but one of the most impactful picks the colts have ever had to make uh, first i just want to shout out the amount of work that goes into with the next pick i left our facility oh probably 1.30 a.m. on a Friday morning after we drafted Anthony Richardson. Matt Wilkening was in his office grinding through with the next pick. I got back in 
about Friday, maybe around noon, and Matt Wilkening was in his office grinding <laughs> through with the next pick. I don't know. Maybe he went home. I don't know. Uh, but, man, I mean, the amount of work that he put in, um, Connor Handel, Colin Shredder, um, Lara Overton put into that, you know, Kimberly Skoog, everyone who, who had a hand in with the next pick uh, in shooting it, editing it, producing it, uh, Zach Baker, Chris Albright, just the, the amount of people that had their hands on it in our content department is, is immense. And it's so cool to see the, fin- the, the final product of it and how good it is and how informative it is. So, yeah, definitely thanks for giving me the platform to shout everyone out on that because it was a really impressive piece of content. So, JJ, where was your cameo? This was your time to shine. <laughs> this was with Absolutely the next pick. not, James. No. No. I don't need a cameo in that. It's not, no. This is, that was, I just want everyone to see video. how like handsome, poised you are in the moment. I did have a cameo in the first one where uh, Matt Taylor and I were talking to Dan Graziano at the NFL Combine. So it's the only time you needed to see me in it. There you go. There you go. But jokes aside, I mean – I was there, obviously, but what was your reaction just having Anthony Richardson in the building and seeing him sort of settle in? I know for months, and I wrote about it in my own piece of The Athletic, for months he's you know criticized and you know maybe to a fault because who, who's going to know how to do everything at 20 years old? But how did you see him settle in over the weekend and just get acclimated to being, as he says, uh, I'm a cult? It was really cool, James, just seeing him come out on the practice field with this huge smile on his face. And what he talked about then on Saturday was just like how happy he was to get back to being able to play football. Mm -hmm. And like, you're not training for drills. You're not training for your pro day. You know, you're, those are very specific things that you are training at to present yourself in the best light possible to get drafted as high as you possibly can. But it's like, it's football, but it's not right. Mm -hmm. And, he was able to get back out there on the field this weekend and be, be around teammates and, you know, throw to, throw to guys with different routes where it's not, you're not trying to impress the scouts who are there and you're not, you know, hitting the roof of the, the indoor facility. Like <laughs> he could just go out and, and play. And it looked, it looked like a relief to him in that sense. And I think he, he just, he comes, he comes across just as so poised and so confident yet so humble too um just the energy that he has man i i think players are gonna are really gonna latch onto it um you know whenever his time does come to start whether that's early in the season mid-season late season next year whenever that is um he's got that presence about him that i think you know guys really can rally around jd stank that's with us colts.com on the fan midday show jj the I don't want to say critique, but one of the detractions from Anthony Richardson throughout the process was the the lack of reps. But but the other side of that coin would be, well, he also had to deal with changes in coordinators and getting familiarity with with new offenses, uh, particularly when he had the 13 starts a year ago. How nice was it for him in the conversation he had with the media to know that, okay, this is at least for the first time in a long time consistency within this coaching staff, regardless of when he starts, knowing that, that he can get to know this group, knowing that they're the people that wanted him. And also they're the ones that are going to help grow him into the quarterback he hopes to be. Yeah, it's a really good point, Jimmy, because he had three different offensive coordinators in three years at Florida and two different head coaches. And 
I did ask him that on Saturday. How did that experience, how does that help you now that you're getting to know a new coaching staff? And he said, you know, he learned how to adapt. He learned how to, you know, communicate with different people. And I think that does benefit him in getting up to speed here in Indianapolis where, you know, it's not one way of thinking that he's used to in college. He has had different offenses, different coaching styles, different schemes, all these things. And, you know, I think that helps him learn. I think that that gives him a good platform to build on um, as opposed to maybe, you know, and I don't know, this isn't always the case, obviously, but sometimes maybe quarterbacks who have only done stuff one way maybe are a little bit more rigid in, in their thinking uh, early on and how you need to coach them. So he's kind of a blank slate in that sense, um, but I do think getting in, in the same offense with some consistency However he's doing it, right, whether he's practicing, whether he's playing, um, I think that benefits him just as he learns where, okay, you know, the, the how we teach things and how we, we scheme things and how we communicate things are going to be similar year to year in a way that he hasn't had at Florida, and that can probably only help him grow. On that same note, you know, he's stepping into a, a situation where the coach has had a lot of success with quarterbacks, with different quarterbacks, how have you seen Shane Steichen attack this thing? And, you know, I kind of think in my mind of him just sleeping at the Colts facility because, I mean, he is, they say it, it's a cliche, all ball, but no, he seriously is. I feel like if you don't even ask um, a good football question, he's not going to really, you know, go into it too far because um, he takes it so serious. So how have you seen him attack it and maybe just that marriage so far between those two? The thing I keep going back to, James, is 2021 when Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni got to Philadelphia. The first part of that season, maybe the first six, seven games, they were trying to be a pass-oriented offense. They, were, they had Jalen Hurts slinging it around, and it, it wasn't really working. So they pivoted mid, mid-season to, all right, we're going to use Jalen Hurts' running ability with the offensive line we have and the stable of running backs we have, and we are going to turn into a run-first offense. And they made the playoffs. They mm-hmm. turned things around, and they made the playoffs. And it, it, to me, that, that showcases that Shane, Shane will be able to, okay, we're going to work on developing something for Anthony whenever he becomes a starter. But it won't necessarily have to be – it won't necessarily have to look like that. Mm-hmm. By the end of the time he's starting, you know, it, whether it's his rookie year, year two, whatever it may be, that is such a benefit to this whole thing. Where, it, I, you know, I, I did see it a little bit in Chicago when I was there that, you know, Matt Nagy dropped Mitch Trubisky into the offense he was running in Kansas City with Alex Smith. And, you know, there were some tweaks, obviously, but mm-hmm. it very much was, you know, that's kind of the progression we're following. And it didn't really work out the way that the Bears hoped it would. Seeing what Shane did with Jalen Hurts, and then obviously going back to Justin Herbert too, but in two years with Jalen Hurts, I think that you kind of need to zoom out in it a little bit. Where Jalen Jalen Hurts from year one to year two as Shane Steichen really developed as a quarterback, and the offense then developed with him. It wasn't like, all right, this is what we're running, and you better fit into it. It was, what are you good at? Let's figure that out. Okay, it took us a little bit of time in, in year one, but we figured it out. And now we can build upon that. And that's what Philly did. So that's why, you know, and I, I look at, you know, people saying, well, look at what he did with Jalen Hurts in 2022. I almost want to say, look at what he did with him in 2021. Yes. As, as a reason why 
I'm so confident in what Shane Steichen can do with Anthony Richardson. JJ, how beneficial is it going to be if those struggles happen? Again, I know it's, it's a tough question to fully give true analysis to since we don't know if he's going to start week one or when he will. But how beneficial will it be for Anthony Richardson and the rest of the offense having a, a, a fully healthy Jonathan Taylor week one within what this offense can look like under Shane Steichen? Yeah, I mean, that that's... That's huge, right? You know, a fully healthy Jonathan Taylor is one of the best best running backs in the NFL. And just the ability, just like the mental load that that takes off a quarterback to be able to hand the ball off. You know, you still got to do some stuff at the line. You still probably have checks you could get out of a play if you don't have the right front or whatever. But just being able to get to the line and hand the ball off and, and almost give your brain a break after the snap. I think that's really important for a young quarterback where you don't have to keep putting so much on them, you know, with, you know, every single play um, as you, you sort of ease them into what it looks like as an NFL quarterback. Because, I mean, look, no, it doesn't matter if you started 13 games or 39 games in college, there are going to be defensive looks you have never seen in your life before that yeah. you're going to get to in the NFL. I think back to something I remember Ben Roethlisberger saying, we were on a conference call with him when I was in Chicago, this was 2017, and he was talking about Trubisky. He was talking about Deshaun Watson at that point. He said, you know, everyone's in a rush to crown the, the next great young quarterback. He's like, really, you've you got to give it two to three years because he's like, in, in those two to three years, that's when you're going to accumulate the reps where you're going to start to see NFL defenses and, and you're going to be able to say, okay, yeah, I've seen that before. In those first couple of years, you're going to see defenses you have never seen in your life, and they're going to confuse you and you're going to struggle with them. And even thinking about Patrick Mahomes, right? Best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, an interview he did yeah. after, I think it was the second or third year as a starter, where he said, like, I still don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah. But just because, you all oh, here's a defensive look I've never seen. Here's a blitz package I've never seen. That stuff really does matter. And I think for a quarterback to tie it back into Jonathan Taylor to be able to say, all right, well, you know, I, they're throwing stuff at me that w- we did not scout. They're, they, they pivoted on us, and all of a sudden, man, I, whew, this, is, this is a tough one today. But you know what I can do? I can give it to 28, and I can trust he's going to get five and a half yards per carry. That's a pretty good thing <laughs> to have for a young quarterback. Yeah, JJ, you hit it on the head. I was thinking to myself, how many games will the Colts play when Anthony Richardson gets on the field? And you can say we have the two best offensive athletes out here right now because that could be a real statement not hyperbole but um, on a tangent what do you think of Josh Downs and his performance throughout minicamp not to exaggerate it I mean I guess I'll have you vouch for me but it seemed like he was every few plays just plucking the ball out of the air and doing a lot of what he did at North Carolina yeah I mean look when, when Reggie Wayne is like get to get this guy on my team you listen um, but I was standing next to another Colts Ring of Honor wide receiver during those practices, Bill Brooks, and Bill came away and he was like, yeah, you know, that Downs kid looks pretty good. Like, he's got good releases, he's quick, he's got good hands. Um, you know, it, it, it's one thing, though, James, everyone looks good in, you know, a helmet and shorts mm-hmm. and a T-shirt. Um, you know, it, it really is going to change when the pads get on, obviously. But you can see, like, in these minicamp practices, I think what I'm always looking for is like, okay, I, I haven't seen these guys yet like the scouts have, you know, like the coaches have, what did they see? And you see the quickness. You see, you know, the, the, the incredible short area quickness that Josh Downs has. 
you see the good hands, you see just the the professional mentality that he has, you know, and even in his press conference, like this guy is a, you know, he's raised by a father who played in the NFL. His uncle's Dre Bly, who played 10 years in the NFL. Like this guy gets it. And I, I thought it was interesting. He didn't have any top 30 visits to team facilities. And a report I saw on that was basically teams all across the board said, this kid is so clean as a prospect. Like we don't need to bring him in because we are to know who he is. And that just speaks volumes to the, the kind of character he has both on and off the field that the Colts really can trust and believe in. Where do you see him fitting in? Because uh, we were discussing it before we had you on, J.D. Stankovitz, Colts.com, taking some time with us here on the Fan Midday Show, that, that it's either at this point safe to say, if you're trying to map out the roster, Juju Brents or Josh Downs, probably most likely at this point in the early goings uh, to earn a starting job this year. Again, to, to balance you on that, our words, not yours, JJ, but just with where this conversation was for your context. Whether it's Minshew, whether it is Richardson throwing the football week one, what is the impact of downs due to that receiver room as Pierce, as Michael Pittman Jr. are able to, to work with one another through this process leading up to training camp? I mean, look, he's going to have to compete with with Isaiah McKenzie Jr., right. mm-hmm. um, who the Colts brought in in free agency, and a guy who has had a career as, you know, and in a more of an established slot weapon who can do some things. He's versatile. Um, you know, that that's going to be the competition for Josh Downs. He's not walking in. He's not going to be handed a job right. just, you know, because he was a third-round pick. So I think that's going to be good for Downs. I think that's good for McKenzie. Um, and you like both of those guys on this team, right? I mean, they, they both have some versatility to them. McKenzie's a guy who, you know, maybe is a little bit more adept if you get the ball to him in space of, uh, you know, making guys miss. He's a, kind of a natural returner. Um, Downs, maybe that short area quickness benefits him if you need, you know, a, a couple yards to gain on third down and he can just kind of flash open. But I, I think both those guys, in complement with Pittman and Pierce, are really, really important to have where you've got, you know, Alec Pierce who can be your down-the-field ball winner. That's what he established himself as last year. He obviously can grow his game more. Michael Pittman Jr., is, he's an elite wide receiver when it comes to those intermediate kind of slashing routes, you know, deep digs, stuff like that. And then if you look at McKenzie and Downs as guys who could maybe be, you know, all right, get the ball on, you know, quick slants, on, on drags, on, you know, stuff over the middle where they can catch and run, those three work pretty well together. And then you throw Jonathan Taylor in there as your safety valve running back, and then Jelani Woods as your, you know, long, rangy tight end. Don't forget about Moelle Cox, Drew Ogletree there. Um, it's going to be a, a really interesting collection of weapons to see how Shane Steichen is able to develop an offense around them with Gardner Minshew or Minshew and or Anthony Richardson at quarterback. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. When it comes to the next stage of Colts offseason, Jimmy was asking me this earlier. He was like, hey, what's next? You've done this before. And I was like, hey, I haven't done this before because, you know, this is my first time going through it. So um, obviously I know the schedule, but what, you know, if you can just explain it to the fans out there, what's next for the Colts this offseason? So one more week of phase two or one or two more weeks of phase two. I don't have it in front of me, but after phase two ends, uh, then OTAs will begin. So the Colts will have 10 OTA and minicamp practices between uh, the end of May and then mid-June. 
And those are really where you do a lot of heavy install of the offense. You, you really start developing kind of your, your base plays uh, and getting those repped, getting those in. So then we get to training camp. It's not the first time that anyone has seen them, that anyone has repped them. Um, those are really important practices. And for, for a new head coach especially, to be able to get those and, and just to you know really establish, okay, this is how we're teaching this. This is how we're communicating this. This is what our expectations are on this and that. Um, it's going to be an important you know next month here in Indianapolis. And you know fans may not really be able to tangibly see it or see the growth that comes from it. But I think you talk to any coach in that building, they'll tell you how important this is going to be for these players because um, you want to have that foundation when training camp starts. So training camp isn't about you know, a lot of teaching and, you know, getting to know guys. It's you hit the ground running at Grand Park in, in July and you spend the next five, six weeks getting ready for the season without having to go back to, okay, well, this is, you know, we need to communicate this differently or we need to teach this differently or we need to scheme this differently. You kind of have those things already baked into what you're doing. Last question on my end, JJ, for Anthony Richardson through the process and through those different phases in the lead up to training camp at, I don't want to label it as a checks and balance system, but they will all obviously be working with one another to figure out where Richardson at is at in terms of his readiness to potentially start week one. How important will Jim Bob Cooter and Cam Turner be throughout this process with Shane Steichen in, in making sure whether it's Richardson or even if it's Minshew, they are both ready for not having to learn on the fly in training camp? Yeah, both those guys are going to be really important, uh, you know, just in, in how the offense gets communicated on, you know, kind of a more granular level to these guys. Uh, you know, Cam Turner is a big job ahead of him now. He's got a, you know, he's got the fourth overall pick, but he's worked with Kyler Murray. He's worked with Cam Newton before. He's worked with guys who have, you know, mobile skill sets who are highly drafted players. So, you know, I think you trust him to work with Anthony Richardson and, you know, to communicate how it should be taught, how it should be, uh, you know, communicated and coached. And then Jim Bob Cooter, uh, I, I don't know if you guys caught it, but Chris Ballard made a comment uh, in his pre-draft press conference just how, how much he's enjoyed working with Jim Bob Cooter. That that stuff matters. I mean, you think back to a couple years, he was one of the rising stars in coaching around the NFL, and then things started to really fall apart in Detroit. Um, you know, I, I think he probably learned some things from that, but he certainly wasn't the only one who <laughs> bears responsibility for things kind of crumbling at the, uh, you know, the Jim Caldwell, Matthew Stafford era there in Detroit. But, you know, he, I think he's come back with some fresh ideas, some fresh perspective. And, you know, he, he's, he kind of fits. He's, he's a no-nonsense guy who, you know, developed a relationship with Shane Steichen in Philadelphia in 2021 when uh, Jim Bob was a consultant for the Eagles and, I mean, look, you, you want to always build the best coaching, the best structure around your quarterback. And Shane Steichen was, was meticulous in putting this coaching staff together to make sure that if the Colts did wind up drafting someone and dropping him in to this situation, that that guy's going to receive the best coaching, that that guy's is, – it's all going to be consistent. I think that's the big thing, that the messaging from Shane Steichen, from Jim Bob Cooter, from Cam Turner, is all going to be consistent across the board – and, uh, you know, that, that will help Anthony Richardson, Gardner Minshew, Sam Ellinger, the guys in that quarterback room, pick things up faster, learn things faster, and be able to kind of, you know, get up to Grand Park in, in training camp knowing exactly what their responsibilities are and exactly what they need to do. 
it's a big task. But like you mentioned, you have to have competence and confidence along that coaching staff. It's good to see that that framework's in place and, and we'll continue to follow along with it. Along with you, JJ, I always appreciate your work and thanks again for making time for us. All right, Jimmy and James, you guys are the best. Thanks. Right back at you. That's JJ Stankovitz of Colts.com.